Huh? What was that, Joe? Anything I can't say will be, will be used in a court of law. law against me. Against you, yeah. If, yeah. Anything that I say, of course, I have. Oh, not me. Okay, so I can say what I want. No, 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 no. So anything that I say, I will not be held liable for in any way ever. Okay, that makes but sense. But anything that you say, if you say the wrong things, we'll arrest you. It's only fair. Okay. Well, hello everyone who's listening. I'm here with my good old buddy pal, uh, Joseph. Um, Brosif. He, he actually goes by many names. I, I, I will... <laughs> I have I, many names. I will delay the usage of the name that I have on uh, him on my phone. Uh, just because I'm going to wait for the, pe- well, the people who want to cancel me. For the comedic me. timing. <laughs> for the comedic timing also so that, so that the people who want to cancel me, they can first... Like leave because they're bored, and then they can, and then I'll I'll save for like the real homies who are listening. So, um, hello Joseph, it's nice to have you on this podcast. It's a pleasure. It's good to be here. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go straight to my first question, which I haven't even thought of yet. Yes, first question. So Joseph, of who are you? Describe yourself. What an opener. Um, well, what what are people? I mean, some would just say that we're just just matter. That we're just what do you skin say, and bone Joseph? and blood. No, I would say there's more to a person than the than the material. Well, then who is Joseph? Then who is, who am I? Who 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 is Joseph? Are you talking about jo- Joseph of Genesis? He was no. Who one is of those children of Adam. who is Joseph Wallager? Wallager. I don't know this Joseph Wallager. Okay, 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 okay. But if you were to sort of describe yourself in just like a few like few words sure. or, or like a like. If you could encapsulate your personality in like a, an analogy. Hmm. A good analogy for my personality. I'm like, I'm like a, 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 a lighter. You know, sometimes, <laughs> some, sometimes I, my brain works and sometimes it doesn't. Just like when you click the, mm-hmm trigger the on the lighter sometimes it turns on sometimes it doesn't so what do you do joseph for a living uh i'm a programmer i I program a website for who for boeing for boeing do you enjoy your work i do i do it's it's a fun job i do it's full stack so lots of variety in my day-to-day so you just do a bunch of different coding things yeah that's good what do you do for fun uh Various things. Uh, love going on walks. Love fishing. Love playing Smash Bros with the boys. Um, some other things too. I I, I used to golf. Uh, I still golf sometimes, but not very often. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. And have you always lived in St. Louis? Um, nope. I grew up in Southwest Missouri, um, in a small town called Nixa. Now my parents live in uh, a small town near Branson. Uh, really, really scenic part of the state. Um, going to visit them tomorrow, which will be fun. Um, and yeah. So, what brought you to St. Louis? Uh, Washu. Um, and I stuck around for 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 Boeing for friends. Um, Why did you stick around? Sorry, wrong question. Ooh. What um sort of you said for Boeing and for friends, but like, do you, would you ever wanna go back or move anywhere else, or are you sort of content? I'm content. I mean, I'll go if wherever the Lord calls me. If I if I sense He wants me to 
you know, completely change the direction of my career, then that's, how can I say no? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've always said that, uh, like, growing up anyway, I, I would say that um, I would go wherever the Lord wanted me to be. So, um, you know, if he decides, I've never, since he wants me to go be, uh, be a missionary, but, you know, if, if that's where he's calling me, then, you know, goodbye Boeing, hello, wherever he's What kind of Wakanda. Wait, does Wakanda actually exist? No. No, it's that movie thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a movie thing. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not planning on watching it in theaters unless if unless if there's a group going. Yeah. But, so do you, is your life now very different from your life back when you, <laughs> before you came to St. Louis? <laughs> yes. You used to used to be completely immersed in video games all the time. Um, as soon as I started Wash U, that wasn't an option. <laughs> I had too much work. Um, so I still enjoy playing video games, but yeah, they're definitely, definitely not as engrossing as they used to be, mm-hmm. which is definitely a good thing. Yeah, actually, I was talking to this guy. Actually, he was the last guy who I interviewed. Yeah. And he was telling me he has a very hot, he has a very hot opinion on a hot take on video games yeah what's his hot so take so he says that he does not like video games because they sort of feed into like the the nature of a man of desiring to like conquer take dominion over his world so he'll sort of say like video games feed into that and that um, in the end I mean he has a very strong opinion but he'll, he'll, he'll say like in the end uh, men don't end up doing anything in their actual world because they are content taking the dominion in these fake worlds. Mm. So, definitely a very um, unpopular and hard opinion. But what what are your first thoughts regarding that? Yeah, I'm thinking because I think video games definitely gave me like an uh, an enjoyment of problem solving, like you know, trying to figure out like how am I going to beat this level or. You know, how am I going to beat this boss? You know, like that's a. It definitely helped develop like that sense of oh, I can solve these problems with my mind. It made me definitely more oriented towards like oh, how can I use my mind to solve problems and less oriented on oh, how can I brute force physically through this problem. So that's why like you know, as far as sports go, like <laughs> like uh, basketball's fun, but like you know, if I start getting tired, you know, I'm not as incentivized to to like push myself to my limits. So maybe there's a sense in which like. My, I'm more oriented towards solving problems with my mind than with my, with my strength. So you would say that there would be some there are there are some cognitive benefits to video games. I'd say so. It's a healthy use, of course. I had an unhealthy use growing up, but uh, there's there's definitely pros. As with anything, there's pros and cons, and anything in excess is bad. If if you had a kid, would you let them play video games? My thought right now is I would only play video games or they would only play video games if it was as, as part of the family like it'd be that family activity why because um, it's just a fun family activity and uh, that way it's not like something they can do on their own just because a I don't know what video games are gonna be like by the time I have kids and if they're gonna be at all <laughs> beneficial to a developing mind and um, and just that way that's not like an option for them, like as like a way to pass the time, if they if they're bored, you know, give them like other alternatives to 
pass the time. Plus, I really want to spend a lot of time with my kids. So, like, if they want to play games when we're doing a family activity, then we'll play games. But, you know, we'll 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 have other things to do as well. Mm. So you've thought about it some l- a little bit, not not crazy amount. Yeah, but. I could go two ways with this conversation. I'm going to choose to go this direction because I think I've overhit the other topic in previous conversations and with you in particular. So, what are your so would would you agree that a lot of media today is getting a little bit out of hand? Out of hand. <laughs> That's the understatement of the century. Okay, but do you think that it's as bad with like video games? Or that it's not quite as bad with video games. Like, as opposed to maybe, like, songs or movies or uh, TV shows. That's a good point. Maybe not... It depends on the game, of course, or the franchise. Like, I, I haven't seen anything from, like, like Mario that's gotten out of hand. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no, like, gay characters in Mario games mm-hmm. that I know of. Oh, gosh, don't get Nintendo ideas. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on the game. Like, as far as E-rated games go, I haven't really seen anything... Personally, that would be problematic. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, once you get into, you know, T-rated games or whatever, you know, then you're going to see, like, male fantasies fulfilled, you know. Like, I would stay away from those games, especially not let my kids play those type of games. Um, Wait, T-level games? Like, T-rated? Uh, I, I guess I there's, like, E, E10+, T, Teen. Oh, I thought... Oh, it's not, it's not... Oh, it's, so it's Teen. Yeah. So you wouldn't even say for like mature games, like M games. Oh yeah, definitely not. Okay, mature so games, so but. for anyone listening, I'm I'm more or less familiar with this, but I believe that games are ca- are classified by like the appropriateness of it. So there's like E, E10 plus, E10, and, and then once you get yeah, so I, I I think it's like it starts with G, right? So G is for like no, like, that's movies. Oh, that's movies. Okay, so it, it's similar, it's similar to how Everyone. movies work. Yeah, so then you get to like so instead of like G P G what whatever M whatever. Yeah, so it, it goes from like, what is it like, uh, like E or E ten plus, something like that. So like, it's for everyone ten plus. Then it goes to T, and then it goes to I don't know what. But yeah, that's essentially yeah. So but yeah, I, I've noticed that like stuff like Nintendo games haven't progressed as far in other, and like appropriateness from a Christian's like from a Christian perspective as like. As far as, like, the whimsical, like, party games or, like, E-rated games go, like, I haven't really seen it Okay, but you've seen a lot of stuff in, like, T-rated? Um, like, the teen? Or is it about the same as as, as I don't know. I mean, like, it depends on how... uh, I mean, obviously, there's violence video games. So, like, you know, if you're... I think violence can be dangerous for, you know, for a young mind. Um... You know, they can normalize it for sure. And it's the same thing with movies, really. And I don't know how much it plays a role in, in one's psyche. Um, that's something I haven't thought about as much as, like, well, when will I watch? Because, like, I personally didn't watch, like, PG-13 movies until I was 13. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch Star Wars until I was 13. Um, which, I don't know, that was actually a good age to, for me to enjoy it, I think. But, yeah, I think, you know, if it becomes normal for a kid, then, you know, that can probably... <laughs> You know, have some real negative effects in their long term. Interesting. So the reason I was going on that topic is that do you, do you think that video games in general are going um, the same direction as like a lot of other American pieces of media? 
I mean, I, I feel like eventually it will, just because that's the way culture's going, and, um... Because I also know that Japan is, like, more conservative, socially speaking. Hmm. And that's where a lot of video games come from, like Nintendo. Right. right. That's why we haven't seen, like, Game Mario, for example, probably. Yeah. A Game Mario. <laughs> Saving Prince... What, what, Prince P. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, let's... I don't want images in my head. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, well, I'm thinking about it. there's like a. Uh, there's, there's, yeah, there's, I've heard of it, but it, it's yeah. not like a main character or anything. Right, right. It's not, and I, the character you're thinking of, I don't think he's like. Okay, I don't know. Okay, well, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. But yeah, so basically. Um, so do you do you, do you think that it'll be a lot worse in like ten years, or are you not really sure? It probably will. Probably will. Just because that's where the world's else. going. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we can pray it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> At least we always have the uh, the classic movies and games if we you know yeah. do want to do go, those things with to our go kids. back to. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's sort of draws like I I know I I'm not a part of this this group in like the Christian there's there's like a like a big like reform group who's uh, a lot of them are like post millennial. We're like, yeah, we have to make our own movies, make our own songs, make our own mm. uh, media. Um, and I don't necessarily disagree with it because they argue that if you control culture, or like you want to like make your own culture, you like like if you're a Christian and like you want to have your own like set culture, because culture is important in sort of a people, a peoples, right? Mm-hmm. And not just sort of adopting things from the present culture that's already tainted but but yeah so I, I sort of see both sides to it but it's just an interesting topic of like oh well like well, so do we make our own video games can we even compete against Nintendo and make right. video games but like these video games will be only for us or like movies because I, I do know like uh, like there's a book series I'm reading now or I'm listening to now through audiobook and I know that it was like crowdfunded, one of the biggest crowdfunded movies ever, so that they can make their own like uh, their movie, and it's like a very Christian, Christian group doing that, and it's like oh, like in- interesting or like I mean yeah, I'm not sure which group you're talking about, like the chosen's uh, crowdsourced or like the the chosen too, yeah. So it's like yeah. oh, Christian, I- I- even though. The Chosen's a little more controversial. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> in, a lot, in a lot of... No, I mean, not just with me, but, like, also, like... It, Others, it, yeah. It's not, it's not only Christians for uh, funding it. I've, I've heard right. that. Right, Catholics, Mormons as well. Yeah, are also funding it, but... I don't know. Also, know a lot of, like, Christians are like, yeah, like, we want um, to create, like, our own songs, and not just worship music, but also, like, I want to create our, our own songs. What would the, the meet cute... <laughs> Huh? What would like the fall in love Christian song be? I mean, I guess there wouldn't be a fall in love Christian song because that's not how love works. <laughs> yeah, so then it'll be more like just like music, like just I mean a song it, where it, it, like it, over it, the course of weeks it, or months it could be romance music. Fall in love. <laughs> no, no. What do you mean over the course of weeks and months? You mean over the course of days and then they days. get married <laughs> and then they get married no. in days. But I mean, I mean, I think there's a lot of like like just beautiful music. Right. And it's beautiful because, you know, it's founded on truth, it's founded on actual right. beauty. As opposed to a lot of, like, the fake beauty that we see out there of, like, oh, um, all of these bad, 
bad like like you can put anything to it like oh like they try to make something uh, uglier sinful look beautiful right like um just any sex outside of marriage you know in the songs yeah and then they make it seem yeah. beautiful and then it's like right yeah so I don't know it's just an, an interesting topic that I wanted to bring up yeah but what is what is something that has been tormenting your mind recently I don't know if anything's tormenting my mind um, no, I was I was thinking uh, I lost my train of thought, but I was thinking about something you were saying. Um, trying to remember. Also, for anyone listening, you may hear a little bit of rattle because I'm playing with fire. He really is. He's he's almost eaten a couple times. I think he's trying to intimidate me. <laughs> um, I need to jog my memory on what I was thinking. So we were talking about. We're talking about video games, video game, talking movies. about um, the way of the culture, making your right, own culture. Right, right, right yeah, because, yeah. So my parents would have, would have always said, talked about how, uh, you know, oh, the church had never left, like, the movie-making industry or the video game-making or politics. And that's, like, that's like where we went wrong is the church leaving those things. And I don't know. I think we can't escape the world, right? Paul talks about how we're, you know, it's impossible that, to escape the world. Um, how we, we have to associate with non-believers who are um, you know, sinful um, to some to some degree, but I don't know. Like if I don't think that we should feel like we have to be in those areas personally, because um, I mean, if if not video games, music, movies. You know, if that's not where the Christians are, then where are the Christians? Well, oh, they're, you know, they're doing, they're creating these products. Oh, what are these products, you know? Like, maybe this, maybe, like, or they're not we're just going anything. about all wrong. Maybe. I don't think that's the case, though. <laughs> like, I think, I mean, you know, if we're Christians, we're being busybodies and we're doing something. Um, something productive. So, like, what are the Christians doing? What kind of products are they putting out there for families to do what kind of activities are there mm-hmm. and maybe that's the, the more like fruitful activities that are you know beneficial for a family in the long term and maybe even more fun i don't know from my perspective i think that where the church went wrong and I, i'm using that very broadly but i think like one of the biggest things that christians have done wrong in the u.s and has brought upon um, the sort of society that we have now is that people have not discipled their children well. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the that's the more important issue than whether or not there's like, that. Yeah. So is that people aren't discipling, discipling their children well? They're not bringing up their children in like the knowledge of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sending their kids, and this is a very hot, a very hot take that I'm, I'm not. But they're sending their kids to public school to right. be taught by. I agree with you. A government that does not like them at all. Like mm-hmm. that that hates them. And then just that, you know, and then just, like, exposure. Or, like, yeah, I, I, I can talk a lot more about it. But, like, I was talking to someone in our... So, both Joe and I go to a Christian ministry, right? We, uh, He's, like, uh, an intern now because he graduated a few years ago. So mentor, he, but, yeah. Me- mentor, yeah, not intern. Yeah, you're, you're not, Je- Just the intern. Uh, Jeffrey McMillan is the intern. Um... I, I am, of course, the vice presidente. 
Um, so I was like, I, I, this is a, I was going to say something very profound and now I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk, I'm going to say a joke now, but actually Joe, you were, you were speaking to the trash emperor, the trash emperor, the trash emperor, right, right. I, I dub, that. I dub my, like, you know how most people, right. like, not the to, trash king, they have That's to disrespectful. I, yeah, exactly. Cause it's, it's diminishing my reign, but you know yeah. how, how people are like, actually, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was gonna say. Okay, I'm just gonna go back to the, oh. per- the profound oh, thought. Wait, I'm wait, sorry, sorry, guys. You, you have to lose. The wait, joke. sorry. Wait a second. All right, we were back. We were interrupted by my roommate Tommy, who this is wearing a coat. Who it, who apparently seems offended that I am wearing a, co- a coat indoors and playing with fire and playing with time. fire at the same time. It just shows how cold he is. That the coat and the fire, and he's still cold. Okay, I'm gonna continue, but do you remember your profound thought or your joke? Yeah, I'll get, to, I'll get to one of them. One of them. Okay, so you know how people say that you have to sort of inherit a nickname. You don't just make it up for yourself. Right. I mean, that's kind of the axe culture. So I actually created my own nickname. Not I don't think it's gonna stick though. No, 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 no. My my nickname is the Trash Emperor. You have, you have to say with you, just right, <clears throat> just right inflection. The trash emperor, emperor. Yeah, you got, you got to sort of have a, a, a tone, a pitch that rises as you're saying it. Trash emperor, trash emperor. If if you say with any other inflection, I punch you in the face. Oh, well, okay. so I know I'd be aware of what you're doing. I don't. I think that just that clause alone is going to make this nickname not stick very Trash well. Longer. Emperor, come Jose. I don't want to. Okay, I'm going to get back to what I was saying earlier. Oh, Tommy's back. Really riveting conversation happening in this room. Thank you, thank you for your thoughts, Tommy. Tommy loves our conversation. <laughs> um. So what what were we talking about? We were talking about culture. Oh, the story I was gonna share. So and then we're both in acts, and then yeah, okay. So both both. Um, I forgot your name for a second, Joseph. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, my, you didn't know which nickname to pick. No, I just didn't. I just forgot that your name was Joseph. <laughs> I've, I've, I've known Joe for like over a year now, and it's. So just just like you yourself, I forget things all the time. Yes, exactly. This is the trigger on the lighter work yeah. sometimes, and doesn't so work other both times. both Joe and I are part of this campus ministry called Axe at WashU. He's the whatever he is, and I'm one of the, I'm the vice president, and um, the trash emperor, and the trash emperor. <laughs> um, and then. So we were doing something, and then on one occasion, like there's like a bunch of college students who were there. I was talking to one lady um, from our campus ministry. I'm not gonna give out her name because I I don't want to call her out, but she was she's a pastor's daughter, and she was telling me like, oh yeah, like in the entire youth group at her dad's church, out of the entire youth group, only her and one other pe- person are still Christians. Hmm. And I, I'm, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it out, out loud, but I'm like, what? Why do you think that happened? And I, I don't know. I, I forgot what happened after, after that. But we were, we were just talking. It's like, and I was just thinking, like, wow, like, 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 uh, like of, of course, it's the Lord who saves. But at the same time, like, I think the Lord uses means to save people, and some a lot, a lot of times, the means are like good, godly parents discipling their children. So there just wasn't. It just seems like there just wasn't any like discipleship of children. Mm. in that 
outside that youth group. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. But why did I sort of mention? Oh yeah, just just to share, sort of like maybe they're like I in my in the previous church that I went to before heritage before the church I'm going to now. I'm not gonna give out the name of the church in case mm-hmm. someone wants to like. Um, I, I don't know. It's good to not give out public information. But uh, the previous church that I went to. You just say my full name <laughs> in the beginning of this thing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, uh, it's okay. It's okay. Johnny D. Johnny D. Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. That's a good. I like that as a pen name. I like. I might reuse that. Johnny D. Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just like like one of the the church like the church is losing their young ones. They're like children and they're being raised up in the world. And then, so what do you think is going to happen in 20 years when the gen- when the older generation dies and then these are the new adults? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're not, like they're not Christians any- anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a, there definitely is a, a need and an importance to, um, to sort of pass down the faith Across gen- across generations, but I don't know any any thoughts or any, anything that you find interesting that you want to sort of talk about. I mean, evangelism also. You know when when you when you evangelize and bring someone to Christ, you know that's a chance to help father them in the faith as well. So I mean, in that sense, you know, you have spiritual children as well as physical children. So it's not just generationally that the gospel is spread. Um, but I think both are important. Yeah. Yeah. I I would even argue that um, a child is the parent's primary. Yeah. Primary focus in 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 discipleship. I think it. Sh- I think they should be. So, I would fully agree with you that it is the call of the Christian to be missional. Mm-hmm. No matter where they are, whether they're missionaries or whether they're. Um, in the workplace or school or traveling to a different country, they, they always have, we always have to be missional. At the same time, I do think that it's a thing of proximity, and if the Lord uh, gives you with children, then it is your responsibility to make disciples of them and to raise them up as if, like, like, with, like in the instruction and knowledge of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But, totally agree with you there. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing. What was the church that you grew up in? Um, James River Church. It's a mega church in uh, Southwest Missouri. Did you notice similar things? Like that they did they lose a lot of their kids or not really, or you just didn't just don't don't know. I don't know where most of them are today. <laughs> I remember, I remember one time they had four of us stand up in a row. Five of us stand up in a row. I was one of them, and it's in a room of like a hundred kids. And they said one of you. Will remain Christian, and the other four will walk away. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> like basically, oh my goodness, ah, that's horrible. What? I don't even know where to start with that. So, so, so Joe, why, why are you laughing? This <laughs> is just a weird thing. I, I feel like my memory is probably like not perfect on this, but it was, it was, it wasn't like definitely one of you, definitely four of you. It's like you know, statistically speaking, it was like a statistics matter. Like, hey, don't be one of those people who walk away from the you know when you grow up. Like, you know, stay take him into the faith i think it was more like like that it wasn't like wasn't one like, of you will stay four of you will be who will it be any <laughs> meaning yeah who will it be <laughs> you're the one leaving us how could you 
Yeah. <laughs> just tilt them. Yeah. I never, so yeah, I, I, I wasn't really close to anyone in that church. I tried to um, um, become part of the, like, you know, get close to the, the guys in my school and in my church, um, but we're just very different. Um, it, it was not happening. <laughs> so I don't really know, like, where any of, the, of, the, of my peers at that time are now. Um, maybe, like, maybe I know, like, two or three. Mm. So you now. wouldn't be able to give us the, the statistics of how yeah. well. And what, um, are you going to a similar church now or is it very different? It's a very different church. So why, how <laughs> did you end up there? And the, 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 the new one? Um, so that's, that's a story in itself. So, um, so when I was in college here, I, I went to the journey, um, because that's, I was in overflow at the time. And overflow is another kind of campus ministry. The journey is a church. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah, just to clarify for everyone listening. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, everyone there went to the journey, so that's that's where I went, and everyone I liked it there. Overflow went to the journey. Everyone in campus ministry. Yeah, went that's where like the rides were, right? Yeah. And I didn't have a car at the time, um, so that's why I went for a long time. Um, during COVID, they um, completely shut down, and even when the the journey. Like, well, they had virtual services. Um, and even yeah, when, like... Sorry, sorry. Uh, <coughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> you can continue. And even when uh, churches were meeting back together again, they were only meeting up every other week. Um, so during this time, I was doing a lot of church shopping, mm-hmm. which is kind of the, the Christianese term for looking for another church. Um, and um, so my current pastor had spoke at a fall retreat that I was on with Overflow, and that was an excellent sermon. And I had a couple other friends um, who went to this other church, and that's the church I go to now. Do you think I should share the church? Because you were hesitant to share your church, so I'm like... You don't have to be. Okay. I go to West Hills right now. It's a great church. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not a mega church, which is much preferable. I much prefer the, you know, being able to actually know everyone, get to know people's names, know, know about them. Um, beginning plugged in with the young adults there, which has been awesome, been real awesome this uh, this fall. And... Um, very different denominationally as well. But, what are they? Um, they're Baptist. The church I grew up in was Pentecostal. So Pentecostal. Pentecostal. So, well, what are the big differences between the Pentecostal and the Baptist church? Or at least on the, the ones that you went to. Um, I mean, this isn't so much a denominational issue, but the issue that um, matters most to me, I would say, is just topical versus expositional. Um, much prefer the preaching to be, you know, let's, let's try to analyze this chapter and this in this context of the book in this context of the bible you know let's let's figure out what it's truly saying and not like pick the scriptures that fit whatever the pastor's point is right so i definitely prefer that um i mean obviously the biggest differences between a baptist <laughs> between baptists and pentecostals is just like works of the spirit um how the spirit works today um which i'm still figuring out like to exactly like um to what extent you know the spirit works like i think this is probably contrary to where uh, chris stands at the moment but um i think first corinthians 12 and 14 still apply and i think that there are gifts um that can still be exercised because it's the same spirit and it's not like the spirit is tied to um, particular people um but that's that's a, that's a whole conversation on, on its own <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, it's definitely an interesting topic. But that's definitely where like the and the Baptists and the Pentecostals would disagree the most. It's just on that that particular issue. And obviously, the, what I just said yeah, beside more Pentecostals. And I'm sure there's a lot of like smaller, smaller stuff. Like yeah, and how, definitely smaller stuff. How many times would someone get baptized in a Pentecostal church? I think both would be one. Yeah. Yeah. Really? What, what about in? in there's not like infant baptism if that's what you're talking about. No, it's not. Wrong. So in, in my previous church, in the, it was a Calvary Chapel church. People got baptized multiple times. Really? Yeah. So There's like uncertainty about faith? Not necessarily. It was more like, um, so you got baptized like the first time when you were a believer. Mm-hmm. After that, if you feel like the Lord's lead, leading you to get baptized, then you'll do it again. So um, like I've been straying for a while, you know, I have to, I have to get right with, with the Lord. I'm going to get baptized and repent again. Or... No, I just, I, I just felt dirty and whatever. And I, I just really had to. Oh, like, like a repentance almost. Yeah, or ju- just like a, yeah, like a. Interesting. Do this. Which side would say would, would side with that mentality? I have no idea. Okay. It's it's a very. Cause I haven't heard of that before. Yeah. So like whenever like like if everyone's doing it, it's very emotional. Like yeah, like you know what? I, I want to get baptized again just to like feel good. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or I, I'm probably like not talking about that in the best in the best light, but I, that's more or less what it appeared like to me. What it appears like to me, but I'm sure um, they would phrase it differently. So if, for anyone listening, if um, if you want a less biased perspective, I, I would talk to someone who actually yeah holds, holds that view. Yeah, I'd be interested in hearing that because mm-hmm. Hebrews nine is clear that you know through Jesus Christ our conscience is clear. It's not like we have to do some physical activity to make our conscience yeah. is clear. Yeah, it's it's not like it's not it's not like oh I have to do it or someone like go to hell or anything. It's more just like you know what I think like if the Lord is leading me or I just feel it better or I have to like rededicate my myself to the Lord stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's definitely rededication. Rededication. And in my Pentecostal church growing up. Yeah. So stuff stuff like that. Yeah, which I think is good. I think if if you since you've walked away or in some sense, I'm not sure exactly what that looks like theologically, um, but you know. I bet better to have some some in public indication of hey I'm I'm living for the Lord now than none yeah. right like oh I was saved when I was a kid you know I don't need to go up, go up again yeah that's for, more, that's more or less the perspective that they have and I would very much disagree with it if you were saved and you were baptized there is no need for you to be baptized again if you were baptized right. sinfully as in you weren't a believer and you still got baptized for whatever reason like oh like I wanted to, I want, like everyone was doing it and I wanted to do it something like that. Right. And you got baptized, I would say that's not a baptism at right. all. Or if, right. or if you were like sprinkled out as like a baby, I would say that's not right. baptism. That's, that's not baptism. So right. you are, if you're a believer now, you should get rebaptized because you weren't. You weren't. I would side with you there. I think yeah. If you get re- if you rededicate your life to the Lord, then you have to decide: was I ever dedicated to begin with, or did I just like was I just wandering? Did I become unfaithful? Which that can happen, and you know we're promising. Second Timothy two fourteen that you know even we are faithless he remains faithful because he cannot disown himself. So once you're once you are a part of Christ he doesn't disown you, but if you disown him he'll disown you. Yeah, and interesting. So so Joe, would you would you consider yourself reformed? I would say on the reformed spectrum, <laughs> I'm like a sixty percent or a seventy <laughs> percent. <laughs> would you um? What are some things that at I least on your say? your reform spectrum maybe I don't I'm not sure what the reform spectrum would be. <laughs> on um, 
<laughs> what are some like? Cause I'm not. I was consider myself reform, but what would you sort of say is like or is different between like my type of reform, like in my church and in my like groups, and be, between like your concepts of reformed? Definitely number of children. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's totally fair. I mean, that's not that's not necessarily universal at my church. Right, right, right. <laughs> but like, I don't think anyone has more than three kids at my church. Oh my goodness! I know that is rookie that numbers. Is rookie numbers, bro. Dude, I can do that by sleep. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> no, I know you can't. I'm just kidding. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, we we sure like our babies. Where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so I'm I'm trying to push this onto Joe. Like, I'm trying to like. Yeah, yeah. I'm 24 is way too late to not have any to start, kids. To start start having yeah. children. Yeah. If they were up, up to me, I'd start, actually I'm not gonna say that. All right, let, we're, we're let kidding us. by the way. We're kidding. All in the Lord's timing. <laughs> we're like tongue. We're like a little bit tongue in cheek, or at least I am. Tongue in cheek. <laughs> I love that expression. <laughs> me too. I I heard it for the first time a little bit ago. I'm like, this makes no sense, but it sounds really funny, so I'm gonna keep on saying it. There are other also like fun words. Like, ana like, ana um, uh, demonstrative. No, that's not. I mean, it's, that's a fun word. No, well, no, not really, because there's demon inside of it. It's true. Not, not, <laughs> not as fun. But it's, but it's funny to me because I thought it was demonstrative until this. Demonstrative. Last yeah, it just demonstrative. <laughs> exactly. That's what I heard. I'm like, wait, don't you mean de- demonstrative? <laughs> and nope, that is incorrect. It is, that is indicative of my lack of understanding of English. <laughs> I'm laughing me because we use the word indicative differently. No, no, that's the right way. It's not, it, it's the same thing as demonstrative. It's, Joe, Joe, look. Anyway. As, as a rookie linguist. Rookie linguist. As a rookie. Right, as a intro to linguistics you know, I, participant. I know four languages. Right, by so, multilingual, by a multiracial minority. Yes, 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 oh yes. Um, I, and then I'm also a linguist and I can tell you that, oh, no. that there's no such a thing as language and no, I'm just kidding. That, uh, <laughs> that language, languages, rules aren't as clear cut as they seem. Just... You know, Christopher, I think, I think you might be onto something. I think, <laughs> I think language is, is just, uh, you know, you have your truth and then I have my truth. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's not what I mean, Joseph. You're taking my words all right. <laughs> No, 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 no. What I what I mean is that language and like this is this is not sort of saying like you were wrong or anything because I would never say that, except for sometimes. But <laughs> but uh, lang- language sort of like uh, language changes and it shifts and is this not like I mean unless you're like in there are some cases where like there are like these official language boards like like for example for Spanish in Spain there is quite literally a committee and also in Israel with Hebrew a committee that chooses what is proper and what is improper speak right but even with them like stuff changes over time like they mm-hmm. they don't create the rules they get what people are using and then they adapt according to what people are saying and right. then they sort of say what and that's how we end up with Konosko Konosko yes <laughs> yeah so for example like English was very it was a very wacky language until well, it still very much is, but um, it became much less wacky once Noah Webster published his first Webster's Dictionary, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden people started conforming to one way of spelling things. Right. Before then, it was a hot mess. <laughs> of course, because we have no rules with spelling. So, 
Yeah, this is a history And now we have just, you can just look up the word and see the spelling and the pronunciation. And the pronunciation. Le pronunciation. Yes, yes, yes. But, right, sorry, how did we get here? We're oh, like about we were talking about We were um, reformed and... Reformed. Tongue, but we had tongue-in-cheek is how we got here. Tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> oh, okay. So there wasn't really like a topic that we were talking about really. But we were talking about being reformed. About being reformed. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was just something that I was... Yeah. That I was sort of... Like, I'm, like, curious 80, about 80% Calvinist. Like, I would side with four of the five points. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, right? What? What do they say? Four-point Calvinist is basically an Arminian. <laughs> someone actually said that. Someone, someone actually said that. Hmm. I wouldn't necessarily... I side with the Bible. Whatever the Bible says is what I am. That's what everyone says, Joe. That's what everyone says. Even, even like, I don't know. Even like, the heathens say even that? The, no, not the heathens say that. <laughs> okay. Even like the, like everyone says that like if you're Protestant, even, even the even the heretics say actually that's what they said. <laughs> even when, the that's, that's what the Catholics said when they were like arresting Martin Luther. Because Luther, because Luther was like, oh, I just said with the Bible, and then the Catholics were like, yeah, that's what all the heretics say, <laughs> and then they make up their own interpretation and say it's from the Bible. It's horrible. For sham. Well, you have to you have to know the context of all the of all the scripture. You can't just like look at one passage and and you know take that at, in a vacuum and be like, oh, so I'm a, I'm a, this is saying this, but I'm, I'm gonna ignore what the rest of the Bible says on this matter and just go with that my interpretation of this one very specific verse. It can get you in trouble if you're not careful. Yeah, or you can do what I do. What do you do? I just interpret the Bible perfectly every single time. mm Hmm. It's good. It's a good idea. Yeah. Because like, as far as Calvinism goes, like, how do you deal with like Second Peter three? Um, I believe it's verse thirteen or fourteen, um, where it says that God is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness, but he is um, patient, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Easy. You read it in context. <laughs> right. Right. And then once you read it in context, you you you, you can see it because there's a similar plea in. Because the context is that you know God is. Why has God not returned yet? It's because he wants everyone to come to repentance. He, he's not, he's not going to return until everyone has. That's part of the context. Um, I actually recently went through Second Peter, so let me see if I can dig up that from memory. But if I remember correctly, so Second Peter is about false teachers going in, into the church, running amok. Um, the Lord it does talk about the Lord not coming soon, uh, and then if I remember correctly, because Paul. Paul, if you think about it, Paul, I'm not going to read the scripture now, even though that would help this conversation immensely, but I'm, I'm not going to dwell too, too long on this, but Paul was one of those people. He was one of the people going into churches, running amok, um, blaspheming the gospel, blaspheming the people of God. Paul was one of those people, and yet the Lord brought him to repentance. Saul, yeah, okay. Saul, Saul. I mean, same person. Right, right. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, but. I usually think of Saul becoming Paul, even though. Saul Paul. <laughs> yeah. So, so he was one of those people, and yet the Paul Lord, the, the, the Lord saved them. <laughs> so, right. And then I think there's also a similar passage in First Timothy, talking about um, the because the, the, the Lord wants all people to be saved, right? That's that's right. that's part of the verse. I'm I'm definitely butchering it, but you can. I know the verse you're talking about. I believe I it's First Timothy, Timothy two. Um, I I, I I think. Uh huh. And then if you read it in context. Like you can make a, you you can very easily say like oh the like Paul's argument is because he just references like kings like praying for kings and praying for other people in power 
um, and then he and then he goes to so that all people can be saved. So like it's it it's very simple. Uh, it, like it's not a stretch at all to say that oh what Paul what Paul is saying is that oh so that all types of people can be saved. However, you know. Uh, I, I I think that if you look like the thing about Cal- about Cal- Calvinism a lot of those points is that if you look anywhere in the Bible like anywhere like I was just I'm going through Isaiah right now even in the, in Isaiah you see it all the time see it, it this is everywhere in the Bible there are certain themes that arise mm-hmm. right so one of the themes in the beginning of Isaiah that you that you can see is that um, everyone's heart is a wreck you know er- everyone hates God. And those who will turn their hearts to God, the Lord will save. Mm-hmm. The issue is that no one does that, mm-hmm. right? So then that's where I, I just think that that theme is just so prevalent in the Bible that you sort of have to get to the point where it's like, okay, well, the only people who can be saved are the people who God saves and who God changes their hearts, and that's everywhere in the Bible. So if you just understand, like, if you just if if someone not not you do because you're a super cool guy, but if if just anyone just reads the Bible correctly in context I, I think that you 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 will reach um a perspective that emphasizes um the sinfulness of mankind and their need for a savior mm-hmm. um and that without god going into their hearts and changing their hearts they're never going to be saved mm-hmm. so and no, ma- no matter what the answer is to that issue romans 9 still applies like whatever however you know whatever mechanism you know <laughs> through which people become saved um whether the armenians or the calvinists are right on that on that particular point you know who are we to to tell god like that he's unjust or whatever like you know if it's truly god who saves like who why would the the lump of clay you know say to the potter why have you made me like this you know mm. it's you know it's not our place we can't be like job you know questioning god like why did you do this why why are, why am i this way why are other people that way it's it's all it's all in god's hands and it's it's not something that we can truly grasp yeah yeah i pretty appreciate you, you bringing it up so that's 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 my first that's my perspective mm-hmm. um and i and if anyone's listening and you you disagree and you're angry with me Write an angry comment. We'll write an angry <laughs> comment um make make sure to still give me a five-star review yeah, yeah, and then yeah. after you give me a five star review and a good comment, then like at the end of the comment you, you can put a little note saying, Well, and I disagree with Chris on this point. Um, and then just and then if you do that, you give me your like your like address, I can go to your house and we can have a nice conversation. And then after I beat you in the conversation, then I, I can beat you physically <laughs> and wrestle you to, to, to the floor until you um submit to my point of view. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, please please uh, don't not take that out of context. Chris uh, is just trying in every possible way to get canceled. He's like, why I haven't just, they, how have they not canceled me? I yet? just enjoy wrestling people. He like, does enjoy wrestling. People. I, I I just need an excuse to wrestle people. <laughs> so if 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 he, he Chris needs more Armenian friends so he can <laughs> wrestle them, so I can wrestle with wit and with strength. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, I'm not gonna comment on that. But <laughs> but yeah, so I pre- pre- appreciate that, Joe. So so last last big question, you. Know? So you're sort of viewing yourself 20, 30, 40 years from now. Like you're retired. Retired in 20 years, sure. (laughs) You're retired or you're like ending your retirement and you look back in your life, like what do you want to sort of see that you did? 
It's a good question. Well, I will say one thing. I don't see myself. This is my, this might be a hot take. I don't see myself retiring in the traditional sense. I don't. I want to continue being a busybody. I think retirement's like an American construct that I don't really see that in the scriptures. I think you know, even when your people were old, they were still being productive in some sense, whether they were, you know, taking care of kids, grandkids, or doing some sort of task that could keep them occupied. I think that's important, even even at an older age. Um, and and to that extent, you know, I don't even know to what extent like it's to what extent it's good. To, I mean, it's good to look at back at your life and if, for the sake of evaluation, like how can I improve from here. Um, but as far as like, it's good, like the Ecclesiastes point of view would be, it's good just to stay occupied, you know, like looking back, you know, when you have the, when the more you look back, the more you live in, you start living in that what if world of like, oh, what if I did this differently, that differently, or, um, you know, or, or all these things that could have been, been different. I think just staying occupied and enjoying each day the Lord is giving you is is the most pleasing to the Lord. Um, but if I if I were to be in this position of looking back in my life and wanting to see like things I had done, um, certainly I would hope at that point that um, Lord willing I'll, I'll have a, a wife and kids and you know I've raised a, a Christian family. Um, that's definitely like big long term goal. Um, besides that, why is it long term? Just I'm saying just long term in the sense like I'm, I'm i'm acting in, in the short term to try to make it happen but yeah, <laughs> long term in the sense that like long the, the raising the family is it's believing christians who are practicing the the scriptures you know that's long term that's not just like oh just find a, a godly wife that's like you know how, how can i develop myself spiritually to be that kind of father that raises his kids to know the word of god and to live it out um so that's that's definitely long term. That's definitely just you know, you can always be striving for that even in your singleness. Um, for all those single single guys and girls out there, you know, <laughs> keep developing yourself spiritually. Um, trust in the Lord's timing uh, to find your find your spouse. Um, certainly, there are things you can do in the short term to make it happen. You know, do what you can, but but you know. Developing yourself spiritually is the more important thing. And, you know, Paul's sentiment in 1 Corinthians 7 is that, you know, is that the time is short and that those who have wives should live as if they do not. Um, and he goes on to say, um, because this world in its present form is passing away. So when we, you know, make it our, our first and foremost goal to find a wife, that's not, that's not living in the way that... Um, with the mindset of I need to be productive for the kingdom of God, um, that's that's the most important thing. Um, I was I would I wouldn't necessarily disagree, but I would probably add more nuance to that. But you sure, can, sure. You, you can continue. Sure. Well, that's all I want to say on that point. So that's that's you know that's definitely the like probably number one thing I want to look back um, and and see if Lord willing, of course. Um, and actually, I say that probably. Number one thing before that, honestly, is just is having um, seen people come to Christ um, in my life, like helping share the gospel and helping disciple people. Like I want to see more of that in my life. Um, 
So then that would be number one, and then number two um, would be the family. Um, but again, like as Chris said, <laughs> once you have a family and you have family kids, family takes like, priority over right, yeah. right. Oh yeah, yeah. So maybe that number one plays out in number two with my mm-hmm. kids, you know. Um, and then number three, what would number three be at that point? Because I don't like have like major goals as far as my career. Um, you know, as long as the Lord continues to enable me to have enough to get by and to be generous on every occasion, then that's good enough for me. <laughs> you know, I don't see, I don't need to be like a millionaire or have a have a, you know, a Lamborghini. A Lamborghini, exactly. I have no taste in cars, as you know. So that doesn't that doesn't matter. It doesn't oh, apply to me. What about a, a special edition Nintendo sixty five? Sixty five. Is it is it sixty five or sixty eight? Sixty four. Sixty four. Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, as you can tell, I'm not. I I want I want the uh, the trophy car that you get at the end of Mario Kart Double Dash. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. I, 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 I've derailed this. You're good. You're good. Gotta interject the humor to 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 keep it light, not too serious. Um, see, like in like career wise, I don't really have any ambition. Travel wise, I don't really have any ambition. Like long term, anyway. Like short term, just keep you know growing in my career, doing the best I can. You know, see where the Lord takes me, see where my job takes me in the long term but in the short term just do the best I can and work as unto the Lord um, I must not be answering correctly because Chris just, just grabbed a knife in his hand hey hey <laughs> and he's setting it on fire <laughs> burn knife burn sorry I, no, um, let me think yeah and travel wise I don't really have any places I super want to go if I, I always say that if, if I want to go anywhere I would like to go to New Zealand it's, I think it's a, a beautiful country, um, just scenery-wise, and uh, it's English-speaking, right? So I wouldn't be out of place as far as... Are they? Aren't they? Not I think sure. they are. Um, I'm also learning Spanish, so maybe that's like something I could look into in the long term as well as visiting a Spanish-speaking country, being immersed in the language. Um, but So are you distracted, Joe? No, I'm good, I'm good. Okay. You're not distracted with what I'm doing? Only slightly. <laughs> Do you want to share what I'm doing? Uh, he's, he, he has uh, scorched his knife, and there's marks on the tip now. Makes it, makes it good for, for cutting. Oh, yeah. Oh, because he's about to cut a cold slice of cake. Okay, that kind of makes sense, actually. Anyway, uh, it's hard to describe the activities of Chris sometimes. I don't even know if he understands his own activities sometimes. Uh, Ugh! Is it nasty? Mm-hmm. It does, does it taste like burnt knife? <laughs> let, let that be a lesson to everyone listening. Uh, do not set your knife on fire and then proceed to cut food with said knife and proceed to eat such said food. Okay, I'm back. He's back. Okay, so I have a few thoughts. Sure. Um, you don't have to agree with any of them. But I want to bring them up. Um, firstly, I would probably say um, I'm not the biggest fan of when people try to put evangelism like outside of one's church hmm. over living in and breathing in 
and sort of building up each other inside of the church body. Mm, you think discipleship plays a bigger role? I mean, I don't know how I don't know how much discipleship versus evangelism, because you know Jesus I, I says, say, "Go therefore and make disciples of I, all nations." I, 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 I wouldn't say one being over the other. Right. I would say, like if you see like almost anywhere in the scriptures, you will see the emphasis on the importance on building each other up inside of the church mm-hmm. and encouraging and each other encouraging each other um snatching each other from the fire mm-hmm. um not letting each other get hardened by sin's deceitfulness having a, a debt not uh, of not, not of works but a debt of love for one another mm-hmm. there's just such a big emphasis on what happens within the church body i i i'm, I'm not the biggest fan of when someone says oh like i, I want to go out and and I really want to like preach the gospel to everyone. Maybe someone's called to that, but I think a lot of the time that, like that, like desire to like do that, overshadows the desire to, or like even like the desire to like help out a homeless person, for example, on like a random day, mm-hmm. overshadows like that. That's not in it by itself wrong, but I think it's wrong when it overshadows the desire to, like when pour, a- to pour into people at your church. Like, when there's an activity going on at your church, you would say that, like, that takes precedence over it. Sort of, sort of. I, I would try to be a little more general. Does that, it depend on the activity, maybe? Like, if it's just, like, I would, I would, a football day versus, like, we're mm-hmm. going to, you know, mm-hmm. study a passage of scripture or... I don't know. I, I, would, I would be more, like... Like, I feel like that this really happens anyway, this, like, mm-hmm. idea that, like, you know, like, oh... I just ran to this homeless person, but I was on my way to my church for you know football. I feel like that rarely happens anyway. I would put more of an emphasis. I, I, that isn't necessarily my point. I would put more of an emphasis on just one's inclination or uh, position or just the way that they handle themselves in general with their own church body. Mm-hmm. So like people who they neglect like their church body fellowship. Like they'll they'll be like, They'll go in just after the thing starts. They'll leave right as it ends or right before it ends so that they don't have to talk to anyone. And then they go out and talk about how they really want to like help hom- homeless people and share the gospel there when, when they're not even sort of girding each, each other up and bull- bullying each other up and making connections within your own local church. That's sort of where I would find issue. And people who are like, oh yeah, like I, I, I go to church some, sometimes, right? I go to church, but I'm not really close to any- anyone. You know, it's, I think the scriptures more give a picture of, like, the church body, like, in, in, in a local church setting, because they're the ones who, you who like, you have direct connection to and proximity. But being mm-hmm. close to them, bearing e- each other up, um, them being, like, your first, your first focus, mm-hmm. really. So, that's what I, that's what I would say. So, like... And, and then, of course, like, evangelism is important. That, that, that is something that Christians are all called to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that once depth, once uh, depth for love for the body um, is the, it's one of the first calls of a, of a Christian, and I just see it neglected too often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, one thing that my pastor said, like, how... It's easy to be nice and to right. be kind to like homeless people, people who you see once, 
Right. Like people in the church body, if you're doing it right, if, if you're really so doing the church thing right, like those people are sinful and they ought to annoy the heck out of you. Hmm. Hmm. As I'm annoying the people at my church because of how like selfish and uh, sinful I, I can be at times, you know? So yes. if, if, if you're really doing it right, they, they have to really aggravate you. And then that's when you can really go in and show Christ's love for your body member in the church hmm. through doing something that's difficult. It's, it's, it's much easier to, to be like, oh yeah, like I'll go every now and then to like a homeless shelter and in the name of Christ, I'll like give them stuff. And like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not nearly as difficult. It's not nearly as rewarding as doing that in a church setting, you mm-hmm. know, of, of being like, oh, like this person like wronged me, but out of love for Christ, I'm going to forgive them mm-hmm. as I'm called to. And I'm going to um, repay evil for goodness and do all that stuff. No, mm-hmm. that's a hot take. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if it's that hot, but hmm. Because I think also the church is just better equipped to evangelize when it's more unified. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, having that church unity is super important. I would agree with you there. Um, so that's my first hot take on sort of... First like, of many? First of... Two, Hotter than this knife tip? First of two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably cooled down by now. But first of two hot takes. The second hot take, you said that... You're like, oh, it's not a godly thing for someone to full-on pursue a wife because they should be focusing on their own spiritual maturity. Oh, that's not what I said. I just said the, you want the, to the priority. You said? The priority should be, you know, following your spiritual disciplines, going closer to the Lord, doing what He says to do. Then, you know. Then He will bring a wife. Is that... Well, in His timing, but also, I think it's important to be, you know doing you know the as many things as you can on to enable that to happen you know take care of yourself you know go to activities with other single girls you know put yourself in situations where you can meet that godly wife um because that can give the lord um opportunities to bring bring her into your life um not that, not that the lord needs right right but... But God works through our actions. God works through means. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So that would be my encouragement there. But yeah, like don't, yeah, don't make it a top priority. Because I see that being, in a lot of our um, Christian circles, you see it being like a, a top priority. Like, oh, I have to get married right now. Right, right. Or like, a dip, like it's not even always that. It's like, uh, it's uh, like they have that, they want it. It's like they have that mentality, but then they don't, they're not married right now. So that makes them like sad. Like sad. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, just just like oh man, like I'm not content. Right. I need a wife right now, and if the Lord doesn't give me, the Lord is is sort of um, failing me. Yeah. Mistreating me bad. Is he even there or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. I yeah. would agree with that. I would say that there's nothing wrong with someone actively seeking out a wife, mm-hmm. especially when they have the means to get married, when they have the desire to get married. Right. When yeah, when, when everything is good, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't I don't think it would be it would be wrong for someone to like go out of their way to intentionally pursue it. But I do agree with you, like not, not just for the, attitude, the thrill of the date or something. Yeah, or like the the attitude of incontentment of being like, oh well, well Lord, like I, how could you, 
like I I know I need a wife now and like I, I I've done all this for you. How, I've done all this for you. How can you yeah, not yeah. do this in return? As yeah, if it's transactional would, with God. Yeah, I would I, I would I would agree with you there. Yeah. So all right, cool. Um, any any final words or thoughts, Mr. Stalin? <laughs> the longtime viewers have have the gotten their their payoff yes. the payoff of the century. Yeah. So for anyone wondering, <laughs> in my phone contacts, Joe here is uh, noted as Joseph Stalin. Comrade Joseph. Comrade Joseph. <laughs> yes. Hopefully. So Nick is my Russian. My ancestors come from Russia. <laughs> yes, he's uh, he's Russian. My blood. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But my but my grandparents escaped Russia because of Joseph Stalin, so yes. to establish they were actually sent out by Joseph Stalin to create new that was, Mother Russia. That was but a cover story. <laughs> yeah. How did you know? Oh no, now all the viewers know too. You will yeah. see me in your bedroom yeah. tonight with a knife. <laughs> I, I I actually have a Russian Baptist friend, uh, Nick, that I uh-huh. interviewed that I interviewed a few weeks ago. Oh, he was in the interview? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm thinking so, of going to his uh, event tonight. Cool. Well, yeah. hopefully he's not listening to this right now because he would be very disappointed. <laughs> but, all right. Thank you, Mr. Stalin, for, oh, Mr. Joseph, Mr. Mr. for being on my podcast. It was a... Yeah, for sure. Mighty pleasure. Farewell. <laughs>